Ladies and gentlemen, I want to rock with you. All night. Dance you in today. Sunlight. For this is a Fred the Alien production podcast. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Finished. Finished. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello. Hello. I'm a Philip Hunter. I'm a Kendall Richardson. And <clears throat> welcome. Welcome to the show. It's a podcast called Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Episode number fifty in the yeah. in the new money. Definitely, and I think we're well and truly converted into the new money. We well and truly are. Once you hit the fifties, you you're there. <clears throat> you're it's you're over the hill. You're now. over the hill and far away. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Over the hill and far away. Join yes. us for a hundred when we change the name again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just before a hundred. Just before a hundred, we just change. We're just going to change the name. The name. Just it's for... fine. You know what? I'm back. It feels back, guys. It's 2019. Out of space. We are just ruining disco classics tonight, everybody. It's fantastic. Most certainly. But Most certainly. With, with love. With love. With love. Phil, how have you been? It's been a while. It's been a while, so I've been off since Christmas. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's been a nice little break. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just Christmas was really good. Then good. we saw the folks. Great. Um, Kirsten came and uh, had Christmas with us down in... Insert town here. And they are... <laughs> Mr. Black. Mr. Black. I can't find out where I've said it on probably other yeah. podcasts. But, um... Okay. Yeah, no, it was just really good. And then we had our um, New Year's was all right. We just had quiet New Year's. Oh, yeah. Nothing um, too fancy. Nothing too fancy. Probably could have done something a bit more, but we were just tired. Yeah, it's... And look, December's busy for everyone, it's you know? busy. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then uh, we've finally gotten down to Insert Town here, um, <laughs> where my sister lives, and yep. um, beautiful, beautiful place down on the coast. Oh, awesome. Um, Crystal yeah, Town's Crystal the best. Crystal Town's gorgeous, oh, so no. I've finally seen it. Beautiful place. Oh, Hopefully great. we'll get back there soon. Excellent. Kendall, how have you been? Me, how have I been? Well, um, yeah, it's been a week since you last heard from me. Yep. Um, how's that week been? How's the week been? Yeah, it's been it's been a good week. I've been uh, catching up with a lot of friends this week. Oh, beautiful. Keeping myself occupied and, yep. and busy and having fun. Everyone, you know, is always good to catch up with, with ah, the, those closest to you and you know have close din- to you. Close to you. Dinners and stuff, and I've, I've, you know, seen a bunch of movies again, you know, because... As you do. As I do. Literally, the first... I don't know if I said this last week, but the first question my dad asked me when I went to Bendigo for Christmas was like, how do you afford to go and <laughs> see as many movies as you do? And I'm like, I, it's not that expensive. No, can, movies aren't these days. They've got to get you in there. I'm going to get you in there. And if you know, if you're like me and you have, you know, membership cards... Um, yeah. With you know village and hall, it's you know that you get discounts and you save money and it's yeah it might make it work. And we go to reading, which are like ten dollars fifty a ticket, so yeah, and that works as well. Yeah. Um, plus, remember, guys, I'm single-handedly keeping the movie industry alive. You are. So you, you, you have kept you Marvel really, in business, especially Marvel. You know, yeah. not that they need my help, but <laughs> I'm I play a big role. Um, <laughs> no, I've but yeah, I've got a couple of quickie reviews for you guys later in the yeah. show. Have you done a quickie review for? Mary Poppins before. Um, well, I mean, I've seen, uh, I've seen the first film. I haven't been to see the new one. I don't think any of us have. No. I have. Okay. Well, Over the break, I'm happy to do a quick review. I, I would love to hear your thoughts. Really. Beautiful. I really, so that, that's going to be good. Awesome. Very good. Um, yeah, so that was pretty much my, my week. Beautiful. Nothing. Some fun and some, some laughs and yeah. Yay. Yay! With that in mind, yes. let's get to the Nerdy News. news. This is the news in Nerdy News. The nerds that talk about the Nerdy News. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alright. Yes. 
needs time. Nettie needs time. Nettie needs time. Nettie needs time. Okay, so uh, we've got a, lots of interesting little tidbits. Nothing too big and huge, kind of really in the news this week, but um, we've definitely got some stuff to talk about, which so? is cool. Starting with some Marvel news uh, at the top of the show. Um, we have a showrunner for the upcoming Vision and the Scarlet Witch series that it will be airing on uh, Disney Plus at some point in the next year or two. Um, Jack, Does that mean us people can't get it? We don't know yet. Um, Stan says they've got us covered for the moment, don't they? Well, yes, that's the thing. Stan has, not to, you know, sidetrack straight off, but Stan... Gold leader Stan, straight off the bat. Yeah, gold leader. We're up to our old tricks. It's great. Um, <clears throat> no, Stan, Stan has has the rights to a majority of Disney properties, but they don't have every single property. Ah, okay. Every single film. Like, they don't... For example, they don't have Captain America Civil War, but they've got Black Panther. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, interesting um, things. And, okay. and then they don't have Rick Ralph either, which is uh, also weird because yeah. it's at the movies, the second one. But yeah, I don't know. We, we haven't ha- got any, any information and as soon as we do know what's going on with Disney Plus in regards to Australia, I will be the first to fucking <laughs> let all of you know because <laughs> that's going to be important for me and everyone. Um, yes, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so, 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 showrunner will be uh, a lady by the name of Jack Schaefer. Um, she is the screenwriter currently working on the Black Widow movie. That's um, going to be made in the next couple of years. Um, I did see some articles referred to her as a co-writer of uh, Captain Marvel as well, but uh, it's not listed on her IMDb, so I, nice. I'm just le- I'm just letting everyone know that I don't actually know for sure. <laughs> but that's that's what I've heard. Um, so either way, they've picked a you know a woman who knows her Marvel ladies, and of course the Scarlet Witch is a big. Uh, Marvel character. Marvel lady, yeah. Marvel, <laughs> big Marvel lady. Um, so that's going to be a good show. No, yeah, no air dates, no production, but yeah, they've they've got someone who who's going to helm it and give it its, for lack of a better term, vision. Uh, get out. Puns. I forgot them. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, switching to Sony Marvel now. Confirmation uh, that no one is surprised about whatsoever. Venom two is going to be happening. Um, with pretty much the entire cast likely to return. However, the director, uh, Ruben Fleischer, I believe his name is, he's currently uh, working on Zombieland 2, which is coming out at the end of this year, so that may conflict uh, with any kind of shooting schedule for Venom 2, because they're probably going to want to rush that out in the next year or so, um, riding off the success of the first film. Um, But yeah, no director, but uh, the movie is a go, so get excited. Get excited. Um, okay, some Marvel adjacent kind of news. Um, there's some screenwriters, new screenwriters have been tapped to um, pen a script for the upcoming uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe reboot. Now, this film was previously announced already, but there's, I guess there's been some behind-the-scenes kind of uh, issues, so they've had to scrap the original script, and they've tapped these guys to write um, a new one. They are Art Markham and Matt Holloway. So they wrote the original 2008 Iron Man film, which we know kicked off the MCU and started all of that. Um, So some good names to attach to that script. Um, So that might as well push the movie back from its... I mean, they wanted it to come out at the end of this year. It looks like if this is happening, it probably won't be um, premiering until probably late 2020 now. So... Nice. Uh, any He-Man fans keen for this reboot uh, will have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is interesting. Uh, Warner Brothers, you know, amongst their many questionable moves, yeah. um, but, you know, some good ones as well, um, have tapped Margot Robbie to play a live-action Barbie. Uh, uh, yeah. Which makes sense because she looks the part, for sure. Um she definitely could play that character, but um, no word as to what kind of version of Barbie it's going to be. I did hear some people say that um, this is sort of a, either a variation or the same movie that Amy Schumer was going to do when she uh, would, yeah. she was going to play Barbie for a time, and it was going to be a whole like you know uh, satirical thing. So who yeah. knows if it's still going to be in that vein or whatever? They haven't really said too much, but um, yeah. So she's going to be Barbie for Warner Brothers, and she released a statement saying she's very excited to, yeah, she get, will be. to work on the movie. Yeah, could be fun. Um, okay, Game of Thrones fans, 2019 is shaping up to be a huge year, 
um, for you guys because not only is the final season dropping in a couple of months time um, there has been a further casting announcement for the upcoming Ooh. prequel series uh, which I'm very excited about um, so we've previously had Naomi Watts um, awesome Aussie actress um, cast in one of the lead roles in that show and this week they announced eight more actors and those would be Naomi Aki uh, oh my internet jump what are you doing Oh my gosh. Sorry, everyone. Technical difficulties. Naomi Aki, Denise Goff, Jamie Campbell Bower, who people will most recently know as young Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts. Um, Sheila Atim, Ivano Jeremiah, Georgie Henley, who was in Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, Alex Sharp and Toby Regbo have all been cast in undisclosed roles, but they're going to be regular characters, reoccurring <laughs> characters. They're the so, best roles. Yes, so we don't know too much about this prequel, of course. Um, you know, they're going to be playing their cards close to the chest, uh, which is, you know, no surprise considering it's Game of Thrones. Um, but it's very, very exciting. Also, they have tapped lady director S.J. Clarkson to direct the pilot, uh, in addition to serving as a executive producer on the series, which then brings me to my next bit of news. Segway! Uh, uh, seg very good segue, actually. <laughs> um, Paramount has officially indefinitely put Star Trek Four on hold. Ah. Um, a lot of articles came out this week reporting this news due to the fact S.J. Clarkson was tapped to direct that, um, but and now she's attached to this Game of Thrones thing, they're kind of like, well, let's just drop Star Trek altogether. <laughs> so yeah, so we don't know, you know, 100% confirmed, but it looks pretty likely that Star Trek 4 is now not happening. This, of course, was the uh, supposed to be the um, time timey whip wimey thing with uh, Chris Hemsworth playing, you know, Kirk's dad, and then with Chris Pine and uh. them having a team up, and then that didn't end up going through because they didn't want to take a pay cut. Um, so then they'd change it again, and then Tarantino's supposed to be making a Star Trek movie, but who knows if that's still happening, so there's a lot going on. Um, of course, Paramount aren't too concerned because they are currently running the, um, pretty successful Star Trek Discovery series, yeah. which is here on, um, Netflix in Australia. Yep. Um, so if you want your Star Trek fix, that might be the only way to go for a little while, sadly. Um, so, but who knows? Well, more on that as it comes to light. Mm. Um... This is an interesting thing. Um, I, I mean, it's a sequel we don't really need, but I, no. I'm glad it's happening to a degree because the first one was awesome. Um, Coming to America 2 is officially in the works. Uh, Eddie Murphy is going to be reprising his role as Prince Akeem um, to be directed by a man called Craig Brewer. So not John Landis, unfortunately. He may or may not serve as an executive producer of some kind, considering he directed the original film. Um, and Eddie Murphy released a statement saying he's excited about, you know, getting the old gang back together. So <laughs> we, it looks like we could be seeing the return of the entire original cast, um, including Arsenio Hall and um, uh, James L. Jones. So, yeah, time will tell. But they're going to be starting to film this later in the year and probably for a 2020 release next year. So, yeah, we'll um, yeah, have more on that as it develops as well. <laughs> Crazy. Um, and lastly, the Golden Globes happened uh, almost a week ago now. Well, at the time of airing, a week ago. Mm. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to mention some highlights from that because I love my award season. Yeah. Yay! Um, surprise uh, kind of winner was Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, most of us knew, I think, that, or had it figured that Rami Malek was going to win for playing Freddie Mercury because he did an exceptional job. Um, so there was no surprise there. He won Best Actor in a Drama for his role as Freddy um, and made a really nice speech. It was mm. really awesome. Um, but Bohemian Rhapsody actually won Best Picture Drama. Beat A Star Is Born, oh, wow. beat Black Klansman, beat If Beale Street Could Talk, and beat Black Panther as well. Wow. Yeah, really interesting. Um, yeah, but I mean, good, because, you know, it's still it's a good movie, but I didn't think it would um, it was going to get, yeah, get the picked, big one. I personally would have picked uh, Klansman for that one. Well, yeah, I thought maybe A Star Is Born as well yeah, yeah. Um, would have got it because there's a lot of hype, obviously, surrounding that movie. Um, that The only globe that walked away with that night was um, the best song for Shallow, uh, yeah. uh, which was no surprise because <laughs> uh, it's an amazing song. 
Um, and then best motion motion picture even motion motion picture, picture in a mu uh, musical or comedy. Green Book um, won that, um, and that looks like it's a fantastic film. I cannot wait to watch it. Um, it stars Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali, um, who were nominated as well for their roles, and Mahershala Ali won um, for his performance in that. Uh, Glenn Close won Best Actress in a Drama for The Wife, um, beating probably the favourite Lady Gaga. Everyone thought she had been the bag, yep. uh, but who knows what will happen now in terms of the Oscars. And yeah, uh, let's see who won Best. Oh yeah, Christian Bale won for Vice, and I talked about Vice last week on the show when I gave my cookie review, and I'm so happy he won because nice. he gave a really, really great performance. Um, best Director, yes, was Alfonso Cuarón for Roma. Um, which was which also won best foreign feature. So um, I've heard nothing but exceptional things about Roma. So if you can find it anywhere playing in some little cinemas across the country, please go check it out. Nice. I'm gonna try and look out for it myself. Yeah. So those are the highlights from the Golden Globes. Um, and that's the news. Oh, I got a, I got a tiny tiny bit of news. Oh, good. Please. Just add. super tiny. And that's okay. Add, add away. Brooklyn Nine Nine came back. <gasps> And I watched it. Did you watch it? I have not watched it yet. Oh, it was so good. Episode episode one, season six, you guys. Is that not live on Netflix? No, it's no, not. It's on SPS, On yeah, Demand. Still haven't... On Demand, I never thought yep. of that. But yeah, so that dropped and apparently has had really rave reviews. Rave reviews and uh, it's actually boosted the ratings in that time slot for NBC. Nice. So it, it, it's, everything's coming out millhouse. <laughs> in like the best way possible. In the best way possible. Um, so that's basically... Up yours, Fox. Um, <laughs> you made a bad choice. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, like like milk on a hot day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Milk was a That's bad a, choice. It was a bad choice. Bad choice. Um, so, yeah. Anything th you want to talk about? Um, I think that Trixie Mattel was robbed for the Barbie, <laughs> Barbie girl. <laughs> yep, fair, fair, fair. I mean, she's got Mattel <laughs> in her name. Hello. 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 Um, I'm also worried about what Coming to America 2 is going to be. It's... Uh, yeah, I'm very apprehensive on that. Um, yeah, is, it, is it sort of the same as the other one, or is it going to be more of a, well, I read you know, someone trying to dig under the wall, or... Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, politicalness. Oh, um, political. Um, well, I did read something that referred to it as being like a um, Akeem has to return to America because he has a long lost son or something. I, I, don't know oh, if, yeah. I don't know if that's something they're using or workshopping, but yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. As long as, look, as, as long as they can get Arsenio and Eddie together in the <laughs> same space and be funny, I will be definitely satisfied in some regard. Yeah. So we'll, yeah, we'll see how it turns out. I, I'm just, a, yeah, a bit apprehensive because, you know, we know how all these long-awaited sequels don't, they don't always turn out the best. So. No, that's it. It's but, um, just gotta wait to try see and stay, stay positive, but, yeah, make sure you're not, yeah, don't, don't get hopes up, people. Don't yeah. get hopes up. <laughs> um, is that it then? That's it. Alright, that's the nerdy news, guys, which means it's time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Um, okay, we only have two trailers this week to discuss. So it was a light on for trailers. Um, That's right, it's the start of the year. It's, it's the start of the year. It's still in the, you know, the Christmas New Year break <laughs> period. I'm sure there'll be some big trailers dropping within the next... I'm looking at you, Avengers Endgame Trailer <laughs> 2. Give it to me already. I know it's only been like six weeks since the last one, but... <laughs> I need more. Um, <laughs> don't mind me. Um, okay, first trailer is a Netflix feature um, called Velvet Buzzsaw. Whoa. Phil, what are your thoughts? So I hate horror, but <laughs> this actually felt very much like the sort of horror I do enjoy. So I love your uh, Silence of the Lamb types. Yeah, more of a, more of the yeah the thriller, thriller side. psychological. Totally. Now this definitely has that horror, that jump scare, that a little bit, yeah, sort of feel, but. It's this idea of art coming to life and and killing you and yeah, well, something about literally haunted artwork or something possessed artwork. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but there's obviously something in it, and it, it sort of you know it had a, it has this bit at the end where it's like 
this lady's talking on the phone about four people dead around one artwork piece and how she's like everyone thinks it's part of the installation we're trending on Twitter yeah, we're trending on Instagram <laughs> uh, on Instagram and um, how just sort of this talk about how the art world how sort of wanky it is and yeah how... there's a lot of that like the, the the music they chose for the trailer and just like the general depiction of um, like Jake Gyllenhaal and Tony Collette's characters, yeah. just the way they're dressed and their general look. Yeah, um, which I've always upper class. To as a side little tangent here, because it, it reminds me of Banksy's little stunt. <laughs> he actually seemingly got pissed off that he's the artwork doubled in price after he did that. Yeah, because what people forget is yes, a lot of art connoisseurs are the sort of pretentious prats, but. A, art is whatever someone calls it is. Mm. Calls it. Mm-hmm. B, it's worth whatever someone's willing to pay for it. Mm. We have this idea of, oh, artists are only uh, profitable when they're dead. Bull! A handful were profitable after they died. Yeah. Um, uh, but a ton more are selling works while they're alive, are painting to pay rent and and to pay for limos and luxury items and stuff. So, it's worth what someone's willing to pay for it. Totally, yeah. And it is what you make of it. Yeah. So, people say, oh, they're all wankers, but Banksy's thing, to me, showed exactly that. People do care about the story. It doubled in price when he shredded it, not because... You know, oh, it was ruined. It was because, oh, well, it now has more story. Yeah. It has something special to it. Everyone will remember that moment. That's totally. amazing. Yeah. Double in price. Double in price. So, this sort of plays a lot of that sort of stuff. Definitely does, yeah. Um, I'm really, really curious to see where this, this goes. Like, it's, it's really... It's really interesting. It's another one of those trailers where you feel like the first half of the trailer you're getting one movie and then there's a switch yeah. in the middle. And what a then, twist! What a twist! And then all of a sudden, the, t- the music changes, the tone changes, and yeah. it's like a completely different film, but um, you know, with the same people and stuff. So yeah, I, I I think it could be good. I don't know. Yeah, I I'm really curious at at the t- the name of the thing, Velvet Buzzsaw. That's such yeah, an they'll... interesting name. Yeah, it'll be tied to something. Something. It'll probably be the name of some of the artwork or something like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm cu- I'm very curious as to what you know is going on here what's at the root of whatever's causing these paintings to to, um, to, to move and kill people and all. you know what it reminded me of a little bit yeah um um ghostbusters um it's prince vigo <laughs> yeah <laughs> Anyway, sorry. I love, I'm sorry. I'm this sorry. comes out yes. on the 1st of February. Yes. 2019, because oh. that's the year we're in. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> I know apparently it's 2019 now, guys. Who knew? Yes. Who knew? Um, Who cares? <laughs> what? Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I channeled Mayna Lister there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's going to be on Netflix, guys, so look out for it if you're interested. Yes. Um, and the second and final trailer for this week's episode is a comedy by the name of Little. Yes. Um, this is basically one of those um, ones where, you know, middle age or, uh, uh, you know, mid-thirties person turns into child or teenager. Well, it's kind of like a reverse big... Yeah, that's it. Reverse big or um, or 13 again. Or 13 going on 30 sort of thing. Uh, What's that one with um, the guy from Friends? Oh, 17 again. Yeah, 17 again. Like yeah, that, it's like, like that. that. Yeah, totally. Um, and they even reference it, almost, that sort of trope, in the trailer. So it's this... It's um, a little self-aware. Yeah, humor. so it's this middle, middle-aged or inner 30s, to be honest. I'm saying middle-aged. She's in her 30s. Come on, mate. Come on, mate. Um, <laughs> um, a fashion uh, designer or something like that. She's an absolute bitch. Yeah. And someone wishes that she... Little kid wishes she was young again, little again. She... Um, wakes up young and her assistant has to sort of become her uh, uh, mother figure as it were because she's all of a sudden not allowed to do a load of shit that kids aren't allowed to do yeah yeah anyway in during the trailer at one point she turns around and says 
Um, that's a white people thing. We ain't got time for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cause, yeah. It's an all yeah all black cast and um, mm. with some sassy ladies and. I and didn't mention that, characters. did I? I don't Vanessa? know if you did. I, 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 you may well, have, and I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, no, we're clarifying. Clar- yeah, clarification. So, um, yeah, really good sort of turn on the trope. Definitely. And um, different kind of take. Yep. Um, I really love this, whoever this young actress is that's mm. playing the, 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 the kid version of the, the, the boss lady is done, doing a very good job because oh, yeah. she has stature and presence to her and just like the look on yes. her face like like just she's she's really emoting someone who is much older than she actually is oh yeah she's doing a very good job a very good job um and the assistant is um played by Issa Rae who's a uh, American comedian yep um she's a very funny lady I haven't really seen too much of her stuff but everything I have seen has made me laugh nice. um, and she made me laugh in this trailer too I, yes. thought she, I thought she was quite funny and very charming um so I'd be excited to see her um in this movie but yeah and then yeah I don't know um, it could be funny, it could be not, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm neither here nor there on this one, I'm just like, yeah, it looks like it could be a fun comedy. Yeah, I think I'd like to, um, have a, a look at it, I'd like to look at it and... Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing see it. Yeah. See is it a series about. or is it a... No, it's a movie. Is it a movie? Yeah, so yeah. I'd, I'd watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes out in the US and the UK. UK, yes. 12th of the 4th, what's the 4th? April. Yeah. April. April. <laughs> of 2019. Yes. No Australian date yet, no guys. No Australian date. But that's okay. So we'll probably get it We'll get there. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We will figure it out. Right. Right, so uh, we've got some quickie reviews. Quickie reviews. reviews. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to start with Ralph Breaks the Internet. Because I know Fulia talked about this last week. She went and saw it. Yeah. I have since seen it. I have not seen it and I want to see it. You so were... should I leave the room? No, I'm not no, going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil No, of course you never do. Go. No, this is a quickie, non-spoiler review. Yay. Yeah, um, I know. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a really good job of the premise of um, the internet and Ralph and Vanellope being in the internet. Nice. Um, yeah. I really liked all that. The um, To go on what Fulia said last week, the, the scenes with the Disney characters were the best ones. Like when they finally got... Like when Vanellope ended up... Well, they, and Ralph as well. They ended up in the, the Disney area. Disney verse, yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was so good. I was so happy because there was, like... And you'd enjoy this, too, because not only were there Marvel references, there were Star Wars references. Nice. Like, at one point, there's a group of stormtroopers trying to chase Ralph <laughs> down... Or tra- chase Vanellope, like, they're trying to s- stop her from whatever. But yeah. um, that was really, really cool, and the Disney princesses were awesome. Um... I really liked Gal Gadot's character. Um, mm-hmm. I've forgotten her name already. Which is Wonder Woman, what do you mean? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she had a really, f- a f- a f- like, a, a dark kind of name for her character because she was playing, mm. like, this sin- like this street racer who's, like, the toughest. Um, yeah. And her and Vanellope form a bond and over, <laughs> over their love of racing and stuff, and it's yeah. really, really cool. Um, but, yeah, uh, some... There was one scene towards the end that was very creepy in terms of the way the animation looked. When you go see it, you'll know. Um, but I, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, they, yeah, they played on the, like, all the web, all the different websites that made appearances were really cool. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I probably did enjoy the original film more because it just, I think I, that kind of worked more as a premise as a standalone movie. But this was a good sequel. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah, a lot of fun. Um... I'll jump in with mine. Go, we'll go. Sort of sandwich the Yes, two. no, please. Go. Um, I'm dying I, to hear this. Kirsten and I went and saw Mary Poppins Returns. Yay! We also saw it with uh, my sister and mother. Oh, good. And I specifically say that because we had some very, very interesting, uh, conflicting uh, views on it. Okay. So, yeah, so very basically it's... Um, uh, years later, so um, for those history buffs out there, the first one is set in 1910. Yes, it is. This one is set in 1935. Okay. So um, at the height of the Great Depression. Yes. Um, basically, Michael Banks is now all grown up, mm-hmm. and he's got children. Yes. He's sadly widowed, and Aww. he's about to lose the family home. Oh no. 
Mary Poppins comes in to try to help and save the day. Yes. Yeah. Anything outside of that. This version is, and I know this sounds dumb to say out loud, but shock horror different to the original. Yeah. The reason I say that is a lot of people, my sister and mother included, have been finding it very jarring. Because they're expecting something almost exactly. They're expecting yeah, Julie Andrews. Yeah. Just can't get that. No. This is actually, this portrayal is a lot closer to the original book. Okay. In that uh, Mary Poppins is played a lot more stricter, a lot stricter. Okay. Um, but also, in the same token, where the original Julie Andrews Mary Poppins was very. She sort of had this strictness, but loving sort of strictness. Mm hmm. That was understood back in that era. This day and age, children don't understand the original Mary Poppins. Yeah. In the sense that they don't understand why this woman is being so harsh. Yeah. Because we are a lot more attuned to our emotions. Yeah. Children especially. Mm -hmm. So, in this one, they'd have things like where she was being really harsh. So, Emily Blunt's uh, Mary Poppins would be really strict and harsh and all that sort of stuff. And then she'd like close a door and give a sort of a sigh or a, you know, that emotion would be away from the children. Okay. A lot of people have sort of bagged that saying, oh, the, Julie Andrews Mary Poppins wouldn't have done that, she wouldn't have... It's because we're in a different era of cinema filmmaking, you need to... It's not that people are dumber, it's just that people understand emotion a lot better right. than we did in the 50s and 60s yeah. when Mary Poppins was originally filmed. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, with that all in mind, though, it's um, also a lot more story-driven. Um, so okay. there's an actual... Like, again, Mary Poppins' original really didn't have a proper... No, no, it kind of had a very loose kind loose of story. story. This one's got a proper story arc, yeah. a proper villain... Proper, yeah, it's really good. Really, I I feel you've got this nostalgia factor. Yeah. You've got this storyline, and you've got some really strong acting to it. Yeah. Um. Yet, as I said, people still finding criticism with that it's not Julie Andrews. It never was going to be Julie Andrews. Well, I don't understand. How can you criticize it for not being Julie Andrews when you are willingly taking yourself to the cinema? That's it. And That's you it. know it's not her. Um. It's, I mean, I mean, if you're gonna, if you have a problem with that when you're walking in and you're sitting down, why are you watching the movie? That's it. One thing I will say, the songs. I'm not a hundred and ten percent sure this is as child friendly. There's a couple of actually what, what I would call raunchy songs, or oh. at least one specific one. And those who have seen the film know the one I'm talking about. It's this one where she's talking about read a book. Okay. And she actually essentially strips off, like not down to underwear or any crap, but no, no. she strips off her dress and it becomes this sort of 1930s, almost uh, uh, burlesque flappers sort of dress. It's still still decent it's not like boobage and no stuff, no, but no, it no, is, no but it has a, a, a it has the and you know the camera the camera is sort of looking up so you get a couple of sort of upskirt-esque shots it's right. really weird for a children's thing and then the, the 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 lyrics of the song are very raunchy they're very sort of uh uh cockney rhyming slang uh uh um innuendo Okay. Where it's certain edge of kids, it is going to go over their head. Yeah, of course. But there's a certain bracket where the kids are going to go, Mummy. <laughs> Wait, Mummy. I'm 12 and above. Ah, uh, what? Or <laughs> even that sort of idea of if the song did catch off and catch on and go big, you're going to have these kids singing this song and you go, What did they just say? So there is, that's okay. the only thing I would... Alright, interesting. But, oh my god, it was beautiful. Yeah. Walking out of it, Kirsten and I were just like, that was so beautiful. The story was amazing. Dick Van Dyke! Yeah. Oh my god, it is amazing. The cameo is the best. He is not in it for long, but my god, whatever they spent to get him, yeah. or whatever he spent to be in it, if the rumours are right, yeah. then worth it. It was amazing. Was it because he's playing the 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 son grown up? Yeah, yeah. Right. So he's, how how close was it? Do you feel? Okay, so he is playing. This is the beauty, and I did not know this until Kirsten pointed it out to me. So there might be people listening now that don't realize this. Dick Van Dyke 
played the father, yeah. the old banking father, yeah. in the original, original did, and yes. had his name Anagram. Yes, he did. I remember. In this, he plays the son, who in the originals. Uh, the one who actually punches Mr. Banks's hat and all that yeah, stuff. He plays yeah. that son. Grown up. Grown up. Yeah. And looks spot on. Yeah. But not just that, they anagram his name again in the credits. <gasps> oh my god, bless! And it's oh. so beautiful what they do with it. Just a tiny little thing. When you see it, you'll be like, oh my god, that's amazing. But keep an eye out for it. Oh. The whole the whole thing was beautiful. Look, the only, the absolute only thing I could maybe say against it is some of the songs aren't, well, the songs aren't as rememberable, yeah, but well, it I is mean, going to be hard to hit lightning going, in a bottle. If you're going up against, you know, um, Spoonful of Sugar yeah, and Supercalifragilistic, you can hear all the songs that they've gone for, you can yeah. hear all the songs they're like, oh, we want to hit that beat again, yeah, but okay. they don't quite, but again, that's not too... Don't go in expecting the songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, yeah I mean, they're make, they've decided to make this, you know, like, nearly 60 years later. That's so. it, that's it. I will say, though... Yes? The way they use the old music as sort of homaging... Yeah. Oh, my God, it's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. It is so beautiful. That's good. Yeah. Definitely go see it if you can get your asses in there. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt, spot on. She definitely did her own version. Do not stop trying to compare the two. They are different versions, people. Yes. That she does her own version, but it is so good, and she source materialed very well. Oh, good. Actually, matter of fact, this is closer to the source material. Yeah, like you said before. Yeah. Than original Mary Poppins. All right. There you go. So definitely get in to see it. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'd call it a good four stars, four and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I give record record uh, Ralph Ralph breaks the internet. Uh, yeah. Like three three and a half. Nice. Three and a half four. Nice. Yes. And okay. finally, and finally, I saw Bumblebee, um, which guess what is an actual decent Transformers movie. The what? I <laughs> know. Uh, um, I just. Just thinking about the amount of times we discussed the trailers for that in the show, you know, last year, and then thinking like, oh, I don't know, well, it looks good, but like, oh, I don't know, if Bumblebee is like, you know, worthy of a, his own movie, and how's it going to work and stuff? But they make it work so well. Like the movie opens, and it's the war on Cybertron between the Decepticons and the Autobots. Yep. Um, and you see Optimus Prime straight up. You see Bumblebee, and he, you see like he, you hear him actually speak with his actual voice. So you see how he loses his voice, ah, um, which is yeah. cool. Yeah, which is not really a spoiler because this is a prequel. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, <laughs> it's set in the eighties, um, and the soundtrack is off the chain. Like the amount of good classic eighties songs. Nice. And there's you know lots of eighties pop culture references, especially to the Breakfast Club. Um, Bumblebee finds himself watching that movie. Uh, in the garage of um, Charlie's home. Charlie's played by Haley Steinfeld, and she does an awesome job. She's the the girl who's um, ended up with the the V the V Dub Beetle. That's actually a Transformer. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. Um, the action scenes were really good. It didn't drag. The plot was simple, made sense. Um, it it was a perfect prequel to the rest of the Transformers universe. And I just loved the amount of fun they had with it. I enjoyed it more than Aquaman. And I'm not even trolling you, Wayne. <laughs> if you're listening, I'm not even trolling you. I enjoyed... Bumblebee was a lot more fun and a lot less cheesy um, ah, than, than Aquaman was. Um, not to say Aquaman's a bad movie, because it's not a bad movie. But I definitely enjoyed Bumblebee a lot more. Um, yeah. And John Cena was pretty rad, too. John Cena! Do, 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 do. So yeah. I had to. Yeah, Old it's, man's it's ma- die hard. It's mandatory. It you is. Know? It you is. mentioned his name. It's either that or you just can't see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Um, but yeah, I'd give it. I'd give it a four or four and a half out of five nice. for rating it. I I loved it. Um, I would highly recommend going to see it. Nice. It looks awesome and it's great. Good. Good. Quickie reviews. Done. Okay. So that means it's time. It's time for. I've missed this. Or have you? I don't I've know. If, I don't know if I have. <laughs> I gotta do it quietly because my housemate's sleeping. Oh, culture! Culture! <laughs> yes, it is popcorn culture time, everybody. 
Popcorn culture time. Um, last week we asked you guys, uh, what was the worst movie you saw in 2018? Oh. Um, I saw a lot of movies last year and I enjoyed most of them. So <laughs> it was a little hard for me to find something I didn't like. But yep. Phil, how did you go? Well, I'm actually trying to rack my brain because I know there was something, and the problem is I can't remember what year it was, but we've only been dating for two years, so it's... Kirsten and I walked out of something recently-ish. <laughs> yeah, okay. And went, that was crap. Do you remember, what do you remember about it? I remember nothing about it, I just remember our reaction. Okay. And it was crap. It was a movie Phil and Kirsten walked and so, out of. But I do have another... <laughs> me- um, and, and I, I, there's nothing I could give you about... I, I've even looked at, you know, oh, movies that came out this year, uh, in, in 2018, and I recognise none of them as the movie that I've seen. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I'm happy after camera after we stop recording to do a list, but it's not going to help now. So. No, no, but no, no, no. But I do That's have right. an answer. Okay. And it may come as a shock. Oh, God. Solo. A Star Wars film. Oh, Star Wars story. Star Wars story. Really? I did not like it. Oh, man. I felt that it was ham-fisted. Yeah. I felt that it was... Or hand-fisted? I I feel that (laughs) they chewied the set. (laughs) (laughs) We've got them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it did not land in my opinion. Ah! <laughs> three for three. Drop the mic, ladies and gentlemen. And that has been a podcast called Fred. No need to go into anything else. Let's just end it there, shall we? Oh, oh. Yeah, no, so um, it just it wasn't a good film. It didn't. These little Star Wars movies for me, yes, I understand they're there to make money and they're there to whatever. But at the moment, their biggest money maker is not... I cannot believe that it is little kids at the moment. Yeah. I honestly believe it is Star Wars nerds taking their little kids. Yeah. And if you're going to piss off a Star Wars nerd, <laughs> then you're not going to get much revenue. Uh, you're not going to get much back from your film. Yeah. Like I don't know what numbers they did, and I could be talking out my ass, but as far as I'm concerned, it... It didn't help the, um, it did not help the, the, the canon. Okay. Um, it, it sort of did this funny thing where it took elements of the canon that they've gotten rid of in, when they destroyed the EU. Yeah, yeah. And went, we're going to take a little bit of that and slot it into this other story we've been wanting to tell. Okay. So, like, you've got, um... You know the 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 craft on Kessel, the the um, spice the, the spice trains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or whatever mineral trains, whatever they're calling. Yeah, them now. yeah, yeah. Um, and they looked like the ones that we've had seen dr- drawn and all that, except not. Right. Um, the the whole trying to t- patch up the twelve parsecs. That was just lame. You didn't like it? It was... It was like, okay, I get it. You want to patch up this little thing. Yeah. And, you, and everyone loved how you, you did it in Rogue One because, you know, whilst a lot of people were like, oh, we don't need it. But it was nice. It was smart. It was clever to do that. But this, this just felt like, a, oh, by the way, nerd boys, we're closing that little gap. Whereas it was kind of like, no one cared about that one. People debated over the Death Star. No one really cared about the uh, Kessel Run. Mm. Um, the, the the droid they had, and then are being stu- put into the, the uh, Falcon, that just changes everything we know about uh, Han Solo's flying. It now means that actually Han Solo's not an amazing pilot. The fucking ship flies itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's just little things like that. I know I'm sounding like a bitchy old uh, no. uh, Star Wars nerd, but um, on top of that... It's okay. On top of that, it was, as far as I'm concerned, poor dialogue, poor acting, poor story, on top of all this stuff they were then trying to mess around with the, the canon. 
Well, see, for me, um, I think I think I thought the acting was fine. I thought the casting was good, but yes, the script was a bit. Yeah, like I felt like walking out of there. It just felt like a checklist. They had to like tick off all of these things that were like. Well, this is what most of the fans consider still to be canon. Let's do this, and yeah. this has been ref this was referenced in Empire. Let's do this. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I feel like they were just kind of checking boxes, yeah. um, which is good in a way of fan service, but not. But they didn't even do it a hundred percent right. I mean, there that's were, it. There were yeah, there were a couple of moments that I think they they were like yeah, that's fine, um, but that <laughs> when I imagine the Kessel Run, like you're right, like it's not what I really pictured and you know and i much prefer the eu version of of han and chewy meeting yeah oh most certainly it's so much better written it's so much better written and yeah so for those who don't know the the original version of the meeting is that um han is actually in 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 this he is a, a grunt on the ground having been dropped out of pilot school and oh yeah, that was another thing. I wanted to see him in, in, in you know, working as at, an imperial, as an role. imperial tro trooper, yeah. you know, so at, in pilot flight school for them, all of that stuff. That in, he, I kind of skipped over a bunch. In of the EU, he's actually a junior, but still an officer. Yeah. So he is a good pilot. He's good enough that he's sort of jumped above the idea of flying Tie Fighters. He's now like a leader. And what happens is, Chewbacca, he sort of, he's, he, it's at the height of the Trandoshan and uh, Imperial enslavement of Kashyyyk. Yeah. And um, Chewie sort of comes through and he, Chewie's going on about his uh, family and stuff like that. Something like that. And, and essentially, uh, Han turns around and goes, I, I can't do this anymore. And he saves Chewbacca yeah, yeah. On, on a daring escape. Whereas this was just, oh yeah, there's there's a. Which is kind of coincidence and. Yeah, they ran into each other and, whereas in the original, Han really does save Chewbacca for the sake of saving Chewbacca for the sake of saving a life. Like yeah. you need to save someone. Yeah. And so Chewbacca gives Han a has a life debt. Yeah. Which later, if you know the EU, he, he fulfills by saving Han's son, yeah. which we can't do anymore anyway. No, but, we can't. Um, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, that's... It's just, yeah, it's just, yeah. you're right, you've hit the nail on the head. They've sort of started all this stuff to go like, oh, see, this is that thing and this is that thing, but then not gone the full hog. They've done half of everything. They've, they, they've, they've done it in, like, not... In some ways that aren't too imaginative, really. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, they could have done more. But I do like, you know, I did like, you know, the, the teasing at the end, and I won't spoil what that is, but, you know, certain character cert being certainly alive. Um, yeah. Because we know he's alive anyway, but, uh, yeah, that was kind of interesting. So, but who knows if we're going to get anything further on that. But. Yeah. I'm sorry, as from one Star Wars fan to another, <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't enjoy the thing, and I didn't... I mean, I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it as much as I wanted to. Because no, I, no. I really wanted to love the movie. Yeah, that's it. As well. Because, you know, Star Wars is awesome. Um, but that's your pick, then? That's my pick. That's your pick. Okay. So, I have two kind of picks. Because I'm too nice. And I don't really want, <laughs> I don't really want to trash anything. Yeah. Um, so, one of them is, is the worst film I saw last year. Only by default. Because it was the one I liked the least. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's Fifty Shades Freed. Um, only because I, that franchise, man, like, see, I read, I read this book, these books, or, you know, half of them anyway, I never actually finished it because I lost interest. Um, but I, you know, I read the entire first Fifty Shades book when it was, um, Twilight fan fiction, um, <laughs> years and years and years ago. Uh, and it's fine. You know, it's, it's a fine read, like, whatever it's nothing to to write home about <laughs> really but um you know it as fan fiction goes it was in, you know it was good um and the first movie i thought did a good job of adapting that story and i i enjoyed it i thought it was really well made and the direction was good the soundtrack was great but then everything they did after that darker and then freed they filmed <laughs> them back to back which is fine 
with the same director, not the same director as the first one, so that's the first problem, is that they had a different director. But I just... The story just got so weak, and I just found myself not being invested anymore in what the hell happened to them, and just... They were trying to conjure up just some really haphazard and and lazy tension and and thrills with like you know uh, you know stalker and like you know former hmm, yeah. former lovers and stuff yeah. and just ma- it was all manufactured drama none of it felt genuine um you know a lot of the acting was questionable although i am f- a fan of both dakota johnson and jamie dornan's work hmm. um they're good actors they're fine actors yeah just they just didn't have a lot to work with that's it and that's the problem and yeah, and I want to enjoy these movies because I love the first one. I will I will defend Fifty Shades of Grey, the first book, the first film, to the end of the fucking earth. I enjoy it a lot. I loved it. But two and three, I could... No. Yeah. I would I would happily rewrite it myself. Like, I, <laughs> I just... I felt like they just... Yeah, I didn't like it at all. So, yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey, not, not a bad, bad movie, but just, you know, not... It's not great. Not, not great. And yeah. that the ending was just, yeah. And then, you know, for my friends that I know have actually read that, that installment, because like I said, I never actually finished reading the series, so that's my bad. But um, friends I know that read it, I went and saw the movie with, were like, they cut a bunch of stuff out and they changed a couple of things and they didn't like that either. They still enjoyed the movie. Yeah. But, but they, they, didn't, they didn't like the changes from the book. Yeah. So, and which is going to happen when you're adapting and all that. That's so, it. That's it. Yeah. So that's that. Um, but... There's one film I wanted to mention quickly because it was a disappointment for mm. me. Not not a bad film and not a not, definitely not the worst film I saw as I've just mentioned. But um, uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom was that last year? Yep, I know, right? Yeah, yeah I would throw that on my list as well. Disappointing, Continue, yeah. totally disappointing. Um, Jurassic World was so good; it was such a refreshing look at that world, um, bringing back and rebooting the franchise after, you know, um, just over 10 years since, mm-hmm. since Dress Park 3 came out, um, and seeing what the park looks like actually, you know, open and running with people around and, you know, and just, it was, I don't know, it was just really well really well done I liked the setup of it and you know Chris Pratt is awesome I'll watch him do anything <laughs> yeah. literally anything we all will he's fantastic Bryce Dallas Howard she's great as well um, you know and, and I, I love Jurassic World it was great it was awesome but then Fallen Kingdom happened yep they got a new director yep uh, and very much a kind of different kind of take on you know it was a different sequel it was a sequel I wasn't really expecting plot was really poorly set out and the story was badly written I felt I didn't enjoy uh yeah I I I just I wanted to I wanted to enjoy it so much because I'm such a huge fan of these movies because I'm a big Spielberg fan not only but I'm also I grew up like being obsessed with dinosaurs and like Jurassic Park and the Lost World are like you know up there with some of my favorite movies I've done and they're so good um but just and then, the, and then they wasted Jeff Goldblum. They brought him in for, <laughs> yes. they brought oh him my for God. a cameo. And it was so bad. They wasted him. Like, he was... He did. He served no purpose. He yeah. was just there being yeah. Jeff goldblum which is fine, usually. <laughs> Jeff goldblum yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fine, usually, because, you know, we love Jeff Goldblum. He's awesome. Mm. But, you know, they, they brought back um, Ian Malcolm in just this, like... He's just giving a speech to these politicians about what they should do about the island now that so the dinosaurs is overrun. And it's basically what was in the trailer for the film. Yep. And it didn't expand on anything. It didn't offer didn't anything. Didn't offer new. anything, yep. And then the the twist about, you know, what they were, you know, some what they were trying to do with the dinosaurs and then just this auctioning them off and then who the, the so daughter weird, really yeah. was. Like, it was just... Guys, it just wasn't it's, a good... It did not live up to expectations at all. Yeah, for me, it, it sort of... It felt like the same... Same shite repackaged. Really did. And I, I just... Yeah, I can't in good conscience, you know, say, tell people it's, you know, a, a worthy sequel. Like, I've just realised... It just sucks. Yes, I've just realised... So I was disappointed. Yes, but you realised... That was the movie that Kirsten and I walked out of. Except it wasn't Kirsten and I. Oh. It was Sharpie and I. <laughs> You're kidding. Nah, nah, that's... Wow. Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay, what part, do you remember what part you walked out of? 
Probably not. Oh, no, no, sorry, we didn't walk out on. We, um, at the end of it, we just walked out going. Oh, that that's was what shit. you meant. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you walked out hanging your heads. Yeah, hanging our heads in. Wanting a refund. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Um, yeah, well, that's, okay, that's, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, so you guys didn't enjoy that either then. Not at all. Yeah, just, yeah. I was so looking forward to it, and then, I mean, I, I had a feeling, like, the trailers didn't entirely grab me, and... And then I just, I found myself when I was watching the movie, I'm just like, no, this just, no, guys, I just, yeah. I don't know what's happened. That's I it. didn't, I didn't, yeah. Maybe that, maybe I like that less than Fifty Shades Freed. I don't know. <laughs> maybe just in terms of, just, just, well, just because I was so excited for it and I was just so disappointed. So. How about we listen to some of the viewers? Yes, enough, enough from us. Give you, give you a idea. Maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably done anyway. It's fine. <laughs> um, yes, let's go into your answers, guys, because yes. we did ask you the same question, and I'm very excited to see uh, who has what to say about what. Okay, we have a large block of text <laughs> in front of us. Here we go. This is going to be fun. Um, do you want to read... How do we want to start? Where are we starting? You, you read fully or I'll read Wayne. Okay, alright. So first up, we have the wonderful Fulia Kantamache. Hello, Fulia. Um, hey, Fulia. Um, she says, I don't have a worst movie of 2018 because I enjoyed all the films I watched last year. And just so you know, Wayne's pants are on fire and he's totally trolling you, Kendall. Hashtag Talfred. That we will see shortly. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Wayne <laughs> responds, Dibber-dobbers wear nappies, Fulia. <laughs> and Fulia responds with, I've never even heard of that saying before. It's an established saying for Dibbadobbers, uh, because they wear nappies, so there. <laughs> and Fulia says, whiny wiener Wayne, winky face. Now that's just mean. It's not like <laughs> I forced you to watch the MCU franchise or anything. Oh, <laughs> careful. Fulia says, I was never forced to watch them, thank you. I voluntarily watched them, and I love each one. Yay, Fulia! Then someone from Fred the Alien Productions, who I actually believe is Mikey Lister, okay. says, it's derivative of Dibba Dobba Dibba Dobba... One, two, three. Hold on. Oh, Dibba Dobba Dibba Dobba One, two, three. Only babies tell on me. <laughs> uh, you are a nappy-wearing baby, Fulia. <laughs> <laughs> and Fulia says, first time I'm reading this... Must be an old person thing. I don't claim to know the history... Oh, this is Wayne again. The history of Dibba Dibbadobbers wear nappies. However, I know that Dibbadobbers don't acknowledge they're wearing nappies because they're too preoccupied with being Debbie Downers by Dibbadobbing Daily. Ah! Hashtag just saying. <laughs> oh my god. That's fucking hilarious. Which brings ah! us to... Thanks for that, guys. Wayne. Oh, here we go. Here's Wayne's trolling answer. Trolling. Now, Kendall. Yes, yes. I know you're probably thinking I'm going to troll you with a response to this question. Yep. But rest assured, my beloved friend, <laughs> I guarantee you that naming an MCU movie as the worst uh, of 2018 never crossed my mind. What's the catch? After all... As if I'd waste my time and money on watching anything <laughs> from that godforsaken abominable crime against cinema franchise. Whoa. Hashtag trolling Kendall. Hashtag a man of my word. Hashtag MCU not listed as the worst. Hashtag love you Kendall's heart. Side, this popcorn culture response has been approved by the stipulations of the Kendall concession of November 2018. Curse that concession! <laughs> that was amazing. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. These he, are pieces of art from Wayne. I love it. I love it so much. But Wayne for crime against cinema? <laughs> really? Really? Let's take let's take a look, or let's not, because it's also a waste of time at the DCEU franchise. That's they don't even call it the uh, EU. No. Mm, I found that out the other day. Really? That's, yeah. That's a fan made thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a fan thing. They actually, ha. the first time it was referenced by anyone official was someone at DC essentially saying we could never have an EU. It's not fair us having an EU. Yeah, because, because you don't know how to make a connected universe. <laughs> because we wouldn't want any unfair 
comparisons between the two. Oh, nice try, but yeah. Yeah, yes, yes, go, go home. Um, thanks, Wayne, and thanks, Fulia. Thank you so much. Yay. Yay. Um, that was awesome. Okay, next up we have one of my good friends, James Campbell Tennant, also known as CT. Hello. Um, he says in all caps, Red Bloody Sparrow. So Red Sparrow was a Jennifer Lawrence movie that came out uh, earlier in 2018 that was basically a Black Widow ripoff. Um, So I asked CT to elaborate because that's all he wrote and I I wanted to know more and he's he's just going... He obliged wonderfully and said, it was fucking awful and I've had bowel movements that were more entertaining. (laughs) And I've I've just said amazing. Amazing. Like, and okay, that was... wow, yeah, because I heard that movie wasn't that good, um, which is why I still haven't <laughs> but, seen it. But, but that's, a, that's a review onto its own. That really is. <laughs> well, well put. Thanks, CT. No. Thank you. I'm sorry you didn't like it. And finally, Jessa Sully. Hey, Jessa. Says, I used to love the original Overboard when I was a kid, and then I watched it as an adult, and I thought it was the creepiest thing ever. I haven't seen the new one because I don't think a gender swap will make it any less rapey. Oh, fuck. I have no idea what they're talking about, but... Okay, can I explain then? Yes. Okay, so one of the pictures that was used for the question was the remake of Overboard that came out last year starring Anna Faris. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was a gender swapped remake of the uh, Goldie Horn and uh, Kurt Russell film of the, ah. of the mid-1980s, which is a hilarious comedy, but Jessa does make a good point that there are certain aspects of it that may not trans- wo- translate well in the current Me Too climate. Hmm. Um, however, it's just, you know, it's intended as a harmless, you know, comedy that's kind of, you know, a feel-good movie in the end, because um, it has a happy ending. It's really nice. Yay! But they decided it needed a remake with a gender swap, and um, the trailer alone made it look like just an abomination of cinema. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is a crime against cinema, Wayne. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, uh, yeah, so I haven't even bothered watching it, and Jessa, I'm glad you haven't either, because by all accounts, it's, it was god-awful, so... Which is a shame because Anna Faris is freaking hilarious and usually makes good choices. So, yeah, disappointing. But yeah, thank mm. you, thank you for your answer, and thank, thank you, you everybody for your answers. Yes, very exciting stuff. That was a good little popcorn culture discussion. Enjoyed it. Now, now for next week. Next week's question. We have a bit of a thinky one for you. We do. So please, you know, put on your put, thinking cap. Put on your thinky cap. Adjust them accordingly. What? fictional alien race do you think could actually exist and why mm. remember to tell us at hashtag tell, tell Fred. Fred yes like which from any you know book TV show movie comic whatever whatever have you what race do you think feasibly could actually exist like do you really think and you know here are they here on earth already Ooh. Are they living on the moon? Are they on Mars? Yeah. Where the... F- you know? Where, anyway. are they, where, where are they? Where are they? Is where it, are you they? know? Where are they? Why? Why are they? And, you know, yeah, all of that stuff. That could be a fun discussion. Yeah. I would love some answers. Beautiful! Bloody yes. beautiful! Yes, yes. So... What's up with Fred? What's up with Fred? We have got a new Unibums coming out soon. <gasps> yes! Dropping soon. I'm so excited. But there's something even bigger. <gasps> happening in two weeks time less than two less weeks less than two weeks time oh my god ten what is days it? I believe what is it whatever happened to, to Jeremy, Jeremy Baxter. Baxter yes our midsummer show um, uh, performing at Gasworks Arts Park in Albert Park playing from Wednesday 23rd till Saturday 26th Get your tickets, Get your tickets now, at please. Com. Don't miss out. It is a limited run, and yes. my goodness, it's an amazing show. I cannot wait to see it. Yes. I am so excited. Um, yes, get on that now, guys. You do not want to miss out. What else is uh, happening with your podcast? What else? And yes, shows yes. Or? Well, there's, you know, there's going to be a monthly episode recorded at some point soon, in the next week or so. Um, the question for that is, which Marvel Chris do you prefer? <laughs> nice. Because we're a lady podcast. We're going to yes. talk, talk about some hot men. Nice. Um, you know, and Marvel men at that. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I am in the finalization process of my Collectible Chaos script. Nice. Um, which is good because we are filming 
in a couple of days' time. If you didn't see last month's do it, it Please. was based on the Muppets it's Christmas, Christmas Carol, Carol, which also we did a Fred Watch, Fred Watch special on the Muppets Christmas Carol as well by yes. Winky Dink, actually. I know. Such a random yeah. coincidence. So I... coincidental, we decided to do the same thing next year, but intentionally. Or this year. Yes. Hmm. Yes. It worked out very, very well. Yeah. Um, so go check those out. Of course, there's Fred Watch um, you know, reviews weekly on the website and social media, so check them out. Um, Incompetent Gamers have returned. Yep, we returned. We returned last week very nicely, actually. Oh, good. Um, matter of fact, if you want to go back to next week, uh, last week, next week's, go back to next week. <laughs> back to the future! <laughs> Come on, Marty! 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 Go back to last week's episode. You'll be able to see an interaction between myself, Sharpie, and my dear mother. <gasps> Leslie! Well, <laughs> she decided to come on over and have a bit of a talk to us. Oh, did she? It was gorgeous. Oh, it was my God. So I'm going to have beautiful. to go back and watch that now. That's amazing. She trolls the shit out of us. Yes. Go, Leslie. Um, but yes, and so that will be coming out again this Tuesday. Very good. All internet connections provided. Yes. Excellent. And I'm sure, <laughs> and I'm sure Fulia's going to be coming, I think she has, or maybe is about to, with uh, another to, Foolish Fuji yes. Incompetent Gamer episode. Yes. Um, which is exciting. And then I'm sure Bethany's hard at work on beta test. Yep. Um, there's some exciting She's stuff. Testing betas. Testing betas. Yeah. Test, testing the betas. Just like in the description. Yes. That's what it says. Mm. Beta test. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. That was a podcast called Fred. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien Productions. Follow us on our SoundCloud or on iTunes. For Fred the Alien merch, go to our website www.fredthealienproductions.com and follow the links to our Redbubble where you can get t-shirts, hoodies, wallet, handbags, bags. Stationary with our own unique Fred the Alien design by our talented Bethany Griffiths and Mike Lister. Featuring the Unibums, Incompetent Gamers, Collective Chaos, Fred Work, Beta Tester Music Musings, and our live stage shows such as Michael and Phil doing Night Morning and whatever happened to Jamie Baxter. I've been a Phil Pumpkin. I've been a Candle Richardson. And you just, just experienced a podcast called Fred, episode 50. 50. Very nice. We are mid-age. We are. We are. We're halfway there. Living on a prayer? Yep. <laughs> Living on a prayer. Thank uh, you, thank you, thank, thank you, you everyone very for much. listening so much. We really appreciate it. Remember to eat beef. And whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Thank you. And, and scene.